So um, before I get to the message, first I wanted to tell a story since it's Mother's Day about a story that I happened to overhear. And it was about a little girl who asked her mother, where do humans come from? And her mother answered, God made Adam and Eve and they had children and that's where we all come from. A few days later, the girl asked her father the same question. It said, where do humans come from? The father answered, many years ago, there were monkeys and apes, and all the people evolved from, from the monkeys and apes. So the little girl was confused. She went back to her mother, and she says, Mom, how is this possible? You told me people were created by God, and Dad said that people evolved from monkeys and apes. Her mother answered, well, it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family and your father told you about his. <laughs> Amen. That's a Mother's Day special right there, Cherry. What about that? Okay, enough with the jokes. So, so what I want to do right now is, is I want to speak about how God sees women today on Mother's Day, how God sees a mother, how the value that God gives to mothers and women and wives. In, in James chapter 2, James rebuked the church of his day because he favored, the people in that church favored people according to how much money they had, their social status, what, how fancy the clothes were that they wore, how famous or known someone is, what their titles were. And see, that's not the value how God, of how God sees you. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, the, God looks at, looks at you the total opposite way of the values of this world. God doesn't care how much money you have, what your title is, how famous you are. He looks at your heart. He looks at inside. He looks at your character. And since we're specifically honoring women today, I want to go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. And, and this was a word that Peter gave to the women of his day. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. See, the church has twisted that around and said, well, women can't wear makeup or jewelry. They can't have nice hairstyles. That's not what Peter is saying. What Peter was saying was that for women, your outward appearance does not define you. Life doesn't consist in the abundance of your possessions. Don't, don't look at your own life. Don't judge your life according to the values that people of this world. You've got to look a certain way. You've got to be a certain way. You've got to have certain things in order to be successful in this life. God does not judge women in that way. But it, it says 
be a, be a woman of character. God sees. He sees the inward sacrifice, the inner beauty, and that's God's definition of beauty. It's not the way this world defines beauty. And one of the most powerful chapters in the Bible that speaks about the, the value of a woman is in Proverbs chapter 31, starting in verse 10. And I'm going to read it, and, and I have some people today that are going to help me with this. So Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. It says, A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is he who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies or pearls. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. It's saying that, that a true woman of God adds value to everyone around them. It, it blesses the family, everyone they come in contact with. And, and, and look what it says. It said, who can find a woman like that? Well, I was talking to Pastor Ephraim, and he told me that he found one, so you get up here and you explain yourself. <laughs> I, I got to hear this one here. It says, who can find one? Well, who did you find? Please, praise God. Wow, happy Mother's Day. Yes, yes, I did find one, Pastor Gary, and I would never let her go, man. Amen. When you find a good thing. I noticed she wasn't sitting in my row. She's trying to hide in the back in the sound booth. But can you just wave your hand? I want everyone to look in the back. That's my wife. My wife named Margarita. I tried to find like a... a, a, a something on margarita but all i kept finding was like a drink you know so i was like but i found out that the uh, greek meaning of margarita is pearl and, and she is indeed my pearl but i wanted to do it different I, I i haven't written a love letter in so long man so i, I wanted to write a love letter to you babe <laughs> so bear with me you know i'm trying to get through this but this is just a little portion of my heart to, to my, my, my fa most favorite mama. <laughs> my dearest Margie, it's been a while since I wrote you a letter, and I know, it's, I know it's not Valentine's Day, but a day much more important, and that's Mother's Day. See, my first intention was to highlight all the great things you've done, you've done for me, and how wonderful it's been being your husband, and how you have held me down for so long, and on and on and on about me. But today is not about me. Yes, yes, I said it. Today is not about me. <laughs> I said it, babe. Today is not about me. But it's always been about you. Honestly, it's always been about you. What most people don't know is that we met in middle school in the seventh grade. And it wasn't, it wasn't love at first sight, but it was a friendship that you extended to me 
in one of the darkest moments of my life. Who knew that this 12-year-old girl from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, would make this little poor, skinny, dirty kid from Marcy Projects feel so good about himself? It was then that I seriously fell in love with you, even if I even knew what love really meant. It was then that I had a vision of us exactly, of us actually getting married and having a family. I thought, it, I, thought I could seriously marry this little girl. I knew it was nothing but puppy love and infatuation, and, but God knows all things, and he has definitely orchestrated our lives. See, although you are as beautiful as a rose blowing in the subtle breeze on a warm spring afternoon, <laughs> that is not what captured me. It was your compassion, your sweet spirit, your kind heart, all traits that has made you an amazing mother and wife. I've seen you mother and raise two amazing kids into their teens and even take my oldest son in as your own. Work a full-time job as well as engage in full-time ministry, still keeping your family priority. I have learned a lot from you over the years. I have watched you love the kids and I unconditionally. I have witnessed the wisdom of God flow from you as you give motherly advice to our children. I have seen you pray and trust God for the safety and well-being of this family. Who does this with as much love and grace as you have? Always loving God and making his presence the atmosphere of our home. I've been able to have a front row seat and witness this 12-year-old girl grow up to be an amazing, loving mother and wife. I have even envied your relationship with your mom. And I see a lot of her in you. Even though she may not be with us anymore, she is still alive in you. Through all of what she's poured into your life. And I pray that this would be the same as for our children. I could go on and on touting the great attributes, your great attributes, but there is a chapter in the Bible that describes exactly who you have grown to be. It's found in Proverbs 31. And it says, a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is, who is he who can find her? She is far from precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies and pearls. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. Yes, you have, been such a, you have been such a source of joy, strength, and love in my life. I believe your greatest attribute is compassion. And I've always wondered why you'd waste your time on feeding the, and caring for those stray cats in our backyard. <laughs> but that's just who you are. You've always had a compassion for the things that are cast away, left alone, that no one believes in or sees a future in. And I want to say thank you for loving me. When I was cast out, no one believed in me and was said to have no future. And you saw the greatness in me through God and took a chance. And for that, I will love you for life. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day.
Amen. Verse 13. See, I ain't corny like these guys. I just keep going. <laughs> Verse 13. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. See, traditionally, a, a lot of people have said that women have, have no value outside the home. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible, here it says that a woman can be powerful in business, in hard work. Working hard for the family, laying down her life. And see, we also have a lot of single parents here. We have single mothers who have had to work as both a mother and a father, but yet have been faithful. And, and, and we just want to honor you, and we want to honor one person in particular. So I'm going to ask Denny to come up right now. Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. Um, okay. So um, when Pastor Gary asked me to talk about my mom's sacrifices and commitments, I kind of put myself in the mentality of myself when I was nine years old, and it wasn't until now, recently, that I understood everything I was questioning. I would always say, like, why is mommy never hungry? She never wants to eat. Why? Why is mommy never home? Why is she coming home so late? But I was so scared to ask her, and it wasn't until now that I realized she was keeping everything away from me so that we will not feel the pain that she went through. And I appreciate that so much in her. She sacrificed time with us. She sacrificed meals. Other than sacrificing that, I, I realized all the commitments that she's made for us, and her greatest commitment to us has been dedicating her life to God. And even though it was hard for us to understand why she was doing that, she was, she was struggling to get us to come here. And I just, I want her to know that it all paid off. <laughs> Look at me now, Mom, and it's because of you. I know that we gave you a, we still give you a really hard time and we're working on it, but the journey doesn't end here. And I want you to know that you're not alone. I saw you cry and you're not the only one that knows how to play the game. <laughs> Sometimes I tell you I'm not hungry, but it's because I want you to eat. I just want you to know that I love you and God loves you and he's so proud of you. And everything paid off the commitment. Now we, we own a beautiful home coming from a big one-bedroom basement, and you've done it for your granddaughter, too. And we all appreciate it. Happy Mother's Day, Mommy.
Amen. I'm going to read verse 20. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. In other words, the woman that, that God values is one who's compassionate, always ready to help, always looking towards those in need, those who are less fortunate. And see, we, we don't only, we have people here who might be mothers in the natural, but they are also spiritual mothers. Those, those who pour themselves out on, on those who they don't have to, just because they have the love of God in them. So I'm going to ask Daisy, she's going to come and help me. We're, we're going to honor not, someone who's not only a natural mother, but, a, but has been a spiritual mother to many. Hi. All right. I got like the hardest person ever. I really did. Oh, I got the hardest person ever, at least for me. Um, so I was really reading over the whole scripture, and I was really thinking, like, how can I sum up this person in a few minutes? And it's not really possible. Um, I know that she's never known to say no. And she's taken in so many people, not only into her life, but into her home, into her family. But I was, I was reading this, and I just kept getting this, verse 26, when she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. And for me, there will be times in, in my past experiences, and it would leave me completely stuck. And I wouldn't move the way God was telling me because of what might come, like the responsibilities, the judgment, and all these other things that I was carrying around. She would never let me stay there. She pray with me, she'll counsel me through tears all the way through laughs, and she always give me more strength than I knew I had. She would see more in me than I would see in myself a lot of times. But in the biggest way she's impacted my life is when I met this boy and fell in love, and all he would talk about was his youth group. <laughs> <laughs> And about this crazy lady that would have them out and would interrogate them and ask these really crazy questions and was beyond overprotective, and she did not want him dating at all. And he met me. <laughs> and anytime he would speak about this ridiculous lady, I would see a sparkle in his eye, and I knew how important she was in his life, and even though I thought this thing was like a baby cult, sorry, <laughs> um, but he was amazing. He didn't kiss every girl he met. He honored women more than himself, and he even honored his own body more than I did my own. He told me about God in like conversation number two. He had a value system he, that I'd never seen, and he had an unshakable character. I married that boy right here in this church. <laughs> and now he's a man beyond measure. He's an amazing husband, a father, a son, and a man of God. Michelle, thank you. Thank you for pouring into the lives of youth without knowing I even existed. But you knew the man that he could be. You knew the man that he should be. That I have a Michelle in my children's lives. 
that I have Michelle's that would speak wisdom and strength and craziness and all the things that you poured into my husband. I thank you, Michelle, because of you, I am who I am today. Because of you, I've gotten the greatest gift of all. Because of you, I've had so many wounds the way he healed through loving my husband. And because of all that you did 10 years ago as the crazy lady who was really crazy. You really were crazy. <laughs> really crazy. But I thank you, and that is a Proverbs woman. <laughs> Stacy, you should have told me to get the kind of roses with no thorns on them. <laughs> what do I know about roses? <laughs> Amen. I'm going to go down to verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. So the corniest one of all, Josh, is going to come up and help me with this one. Because it says that a virtuous woman is a woman of wisdom. A woman who, who blesses, who lives not only for themselves, but lives for their children and their husband. And everyone is better because of them. Hey, I just want to honor my wife, Lee, today. She's the mother of five kids. You know, in this day and age, to be a mother, one of the scripture words is said about idleness. It says, doesn't eat the bread of idleness, which refers to someone that's just lazy, that's not involved. That woman is a lawyer, an advocate, a judge, a teacher in my home. Like, I never, you know, when you, when you meet a woman, you're expecting, you don't, you don't know what to expect, really. You see a beautiful woman, you don't know what to expect, but... I think she, she, had, she, didn't have, she didn't grow up well. She didn't have a good mother. Her mother was abusive, so she didn't know what it was to be a mother. But I don't know, she must have watched a lot of Little House on the Prairie or something like that, or the, or the Brady Bunch. She was, like, trained from day one. I remember I couldn't even give my son a bath because she's like, no, no, you're going to drop him. Like, it was such a, a, a protection over the children from marking bottles to so we had schedules on the refrigerator. She was always involved. She didn't allow, you know, the people say it takes a village to raise a child. My wife believes it only takes a mother that's involved to raise a child. Because in a village, there's so many opinions and, 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 and people's uh, ways of doing things that may not fit your own home. So my wife was totally involved with these kids' lives. I'm talking about going against church people, going against um, school, going against, she's like a cop. It's ridiculous. It's like so involved that... I couldn't even match that. There's no, I could do is just sit there and watch. Just sit and watch all she does. All she does for our children. She's facing a new season of teenagers. Anybody that has teenagers, you know that that's kind of crazy. But God has anointed her to deal with attitudes, to rolling eyes, talking back, boyfriends. She has such a discernment. God has given her such a discernment. I pray that over you that when it comes to her children, they can't get away with nothing. 
I'll be sitting there watching TV, and she will come up to me, something's wrong with my daughter. Something's up with the son. And I'm like, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit will reveal exactly what's going on. I'm talking about a woman that loves her children. A woman that even goes against me when I put my two cents in that, that'll lead the kids a different way. She, she'll stand there like, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. As she raises a standard in our home. You know, she makes sacrifices for her children. When they talk back, and that's what it, it breaks her heart. I'm glad she disciplines them when they need to be disciplined. She ain't worried about the board of ed or what the, the law says. You know what I'm saying? Truly a woman of God that stands for integrity and dignity. And I'm just so proud of her. I'm so proud that she never shaken. She never faltered. She never backed off. She never said, when people say things like, oh, they're getting old. I think you should let them do this. My wife says, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep doing this because for a short time I have them. And when the enemy comes to take them away or try to distract them, they're going to stand. And they're going to be bold and they're going to go forward in knowing that everything that their mother put into them, everything she taught them, all the investment, she's going to eat the fruit of that. So she laughs at the, the what's things to come, the future that's going to bring her. She laughs about that because she knows it's going to be bright for her children. And every time they succeed, it's just a, a, a stamp of approval of what she has done and what God has allowed her to do. So, babe, I love you. you do, you're doing a wonderful job. I can't even match that. I'm glad I get to sit around sometimes and not do anything, just come in to enforce what she does. It's the easiest thing in the world, just to enforce what she says. So you're beautiful. You're the best. Your kids love you. Even though they don't say it all the time, but they show it. So I love you, and God bless you, babe. So we're going to have right now, Melissa and her mom are going to come up and, and sing. They're going to rock this party like an old school jam. So come on up and rock the mic. But while you're doing that, Pastor Mark is going to introduce them. Amen. Amen. I have the, uh, I have the awesome privilege and honor just to talk briefly about and introduce these two women behind me. I'll start with my wife. This is going to, um, I'm not a man of many words, but she's a woman that loves words, so this is, it's kind of, kind of rough right now, but, but I, but it, it's, it's rough, but it's easy because if I really look at it, I am who I am today because of God, but because of the woman I have. When we got together, I might have been something in her eyes and other people's eyes, but I felt like nothing. And she made me feel, and she makes me feel like I'm something. I hate having this mic because I can't pull it away. <laughs> we didn't think about that, right? <laughs> but, um, but I am so honest, so... I couldn't raise the kids the way they're being raised without her. I couldn't be the pastor. I couldn't be the person I am unless I had somebody like her. You know, they say there's somebody for everyone. Thank God for her because I'll be lost without her. And, and, and I can't even imagine my life with anybody else but her. And it's, it's the, she's not just... Superwoman. Everybody looks at her and they know she does. 
I mean, she's the children's pastor. That's like the biggest ministry in this place. But she's not only superwoman, but she's a faithful woman of God. When she reads scripture, oh my goodness, there's, there's, there's something about when she reads scripture. Her, her belief levels are amazing. Uh, when she worships, no one else exists in the room. It's just her and God. And, and, and if, you know, the end of that scripture says that the, the kids will, will call her blessed and, and the husbands too. Well, today I just want to, I rise and call you blessed. And thank God for a woman of God, a, a, a virtuous woman. But that's not, that's, it's not finished. She is who she is by the amazing woman that's next to her. See, before I got married, Mother's Day for me was just another day because I, I wasn't close with my real mother. So it was a day that I wish it would just come and go. But today, the way my life is, I, I, I'm double blessed because I have the opportunity to, to, to celebrate my wife and celebrate her mom. And her mom, you know, they got this joke that, um, watch out for the mother-in-laws. Oh, I don't like my mother-in-law. I adore my mother-in-law. I have the old, the best mother-in-law anybody can have. And it's because of her faithfulness in God. I hear the stories. Being single, still working, and going to school, and raising two children on her own. At times with nothing. It's that faith. That, that, that she imparted in my, in my wife. And it's that faith that helps me strive and just work hard. And, and I am double blessed. So just thank you. I rise and call you blessed today. You know, I feel like... Thank you. You did good. Good words. Good words. <laughs> but you know, I feel like while he introduced my mom... And I know this is really inappropriate, but when I think of my mom, I don't think of, like to introduce my mom, I'd kind of have to do it like a boxer, boxing match. It would have to be ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, stands a five foot nothing, but she packs a punch of faith. She's a prayer warrior that would tear walls down. Be careful if you say anything about your kids because you're going to go down. She is the one and only Iris Rodriguez. <laughs> and I got to say that because what makes her so strong, what makes her, come with me, what makes her so, so great, what makes her so amazing is that little five foot nothing. Man, does she know how to pray. Does she know how to stand there and believe until things happen? And if you ever need someone to pray, ask her to pray. But the greatest gift of all, Mom, wasn't food, wasn't clothing. I think Denny said it best. The greatest gift you could ever give me was an example and a pure passion for God. Wow. 
because that's what helps me to stand is that love for the Lord, is that unshakable faith. So I'm so proud I get to sing with my mommy. And she taught me when I was this big. And just like Denny said, Mom, look where we are now. <laughs> so we just want to share this and please worship with us. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice, he wraps himself in light, and darkness strives trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice how great is our God sing with me how great is our God and all will see how great how great is our God
with us. How great, how great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Amen. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Melissa is going to sing one more song, but before she does that, I want to invite all of the mothers or expectant mothers or spiritual mothers. I just want to invite you to come up so she could sing this song over you. So if you could just stand up, all the mothers, let's have a big hand right now for all the mothers. And I'm just going to ask you just to come. Just stand here. We, we want to honor you. And at the end, we're gonna, the ushers are going to give you a little gift. Even if you physically don't have children, but you work with our children, you work with the youth, I want you to come too. So just come up right up here in the front. You don't have to say anything. And as, as they're singing, I want you also to look at the big screens because we have a special pictures. Now, why are we doing both at the same time, singing and showing pictures? And the reason is my wife told me women are good at multitasking, so we, we're just going to go ahead. So we're just going to sing over you the mother's prayer. Well, not me. We're experiencing a little technical difficulty. I need you, Mark. I need you, Mark. You want me to sing in the meantime? No, no, it's all right. It's all right. I have a good one. Uh, uh, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of mothers. I don't have to improvise. That's good. <laughs> Pray you'll be my eyes. 
We're just going to ask you to stay just one more second we, we, um, as the worship team comes. And I'm going to ask Andrew to, to come up. He just, he just has something he wants to share with you right now as we come to a close. We, we want to bless you right now. Hello, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. So I just want to stand in the gap for all the men that have hurt you, all the men that have, you know, should have been there for you and have let you down. So as a man right now in the spirit, I just, I just ask for forgiveness right now. As a father, I just say sorry. Sorry, daughter, for not holding you. For running out on you, for leaving you, for not putting you first. I just say sorry as a husband for not running the race with you, for being unfaithful. I just ask you to find it in your heart to forgive me. You were stronger. As a son, just want to say thank you, Mom. Though I let you down in so many ways, you still loved me. Just pray right now for all that you would be able to just release forgiveness to all the men. That have hurt and wounded you deeply in your life. Just thank you for just loving unconditionally still. For being selfless. God sees your sacrifice. Today we honor you. All the tears weren't in vain. All the dark nights, all the lonely nights, he was with you. And I just pray right now that God will just, just release his love over you right now in a mighty way. That he would spoil you in his love. That he would just free you from that unforgiveness. That today would be a new day, a new chapter in your life. Where the pains of yesterday are gone. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. So I... I I just bless every one of you, every woman, every mother, 
And I want to tell you that you are beautiful in the eyes of God. You are a reflection of his glory and his beauty. And I heard the Lord just say he wants me to tell you that he's proud of you. Because even in your struggles, even in times of immaturity, even in your anger, that you have been faithful, you haven't given up. And God wants me to tell you right now how much he loves you, that you are accepted by him. Stop believing those lies that you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with how you look or how you, who you are. God created you to be just who you are, a beautiful woman of grace and valor. And I just bless you right now in Jesus' name that you will do greater things. In Jesus' name, I break every spirit of lack, every spirit of poverty over your life, over your household. And I speak over you that there will always be more than enough. You will never lack. You will not be in need. And more than anything, I bless you to know Jesus, the heavenly bridegroom, who poured down his life for you. And, and he says in his word that you have ravished his heart. You have touched him. Even in your mess, even on your worst day, you have, you have touched Jesus' heart. And he will never give up on you. He will never fail you. So can we just close right now just by worshiping him? We're going to leave the past behind. All the hurt, every failure, everything of abandonment, everything you've gone through. And I'm releasing a new beginning, a new day in your life. I declare victory in Jesus' name. You give life. You are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken, sing great, great are you Lord, sing great. with this song on your heart all the earth help just say all the earth say say all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these souls will sing Rain. 